That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is the Brew and View Podcast. It's been a while. That's still, it's very jarring. It's very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot about the fireworks until I hit record. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh, that that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Brew and View podcast. You yes. are Mr. Brad. I am. And you, as everyone's been clamoring for you. And I, to come back, you're Andrew. I am. And we are back. It's been, uh, God damn it. My glasses, there's a smudge on them, and I, I just can't have that. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been uh, about a month. Um, took, took a little time off because, unfortunately, the, uh, you know, our, our Patreon hasn't really, uh, taken off yet so no <laughs> in, instead of doing something i enjoy doing i was working a ton so um yeah. thank you brad for being flexible and thank uh those of you who are listening for uh sticking it out yeah welcome back yes um well good yes it's been a little bit but we got some stuff to talk about i'm excited oh heck yeah i haven't watched like a ton of movies um, and haven't really been experiencing with, experiencing with a lot, a whole lot of beers. Mm-hmm. So, um, there. I guess we it was a good thing we took off. Yeah. But, um, I've kind of been in the same boat until uh, a couple days ago. Um, started getting back into the uh, the movie swing of things. Um. And, uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, it was mostly, um, I guess a, a, a break from kind of all things related to this on, uh, you know, for better or worse, uh, I was yeah. not, I was not drinking a lot of beer. So, okay. yeah, let's get back into but it. But I'm back. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, well, speaking of, it looks like you're having, is that, that's a tulip glass, right? Uh, it's a uh, taku glass. It's a, a taku. Yeah, it's Japanese. It was a gift from a uh, friend of the show, Brennan. 
Nice. And he lives in Germany, so he knows beer. Yes. Oh, okay, yep. I didn't see the hard the harder contours of it. Oh yeah. It doesn't have the, the flowing Oh yeah. No soft edges here. All uh all angles. I don't know. Um it's actually it's supposed to be good for um for getting a, a stronger aroma on IPAs. Yeah. So Excellent. There, so what are you drinking you out it. of it? Uh, I'm drinking a Gosa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a beer called Flor de Jamaica. It is by Miel Brewery uh, right down the street here. And it is excellent. Uh, it has a hibiscus Goza. So it's it's not too tart, but it's really dry. Uh, which I, which I really enjoy, um, because I'm not super huge on tart beers. Um, I like them, and then they all started to taste the same. Um, but it's got uh, hibiscus, a uh, little sea salt, and cinnamon bark. So it's just a really yeah, it's really flavorful, and it's dry, and you get that that. Um, kind of the, the hibiscus flavor is right up front, and then it it finishes with a nice little bit of cinnamon. Uh, which is you know I, it doesn't maybe on paper may at least for me you know I don't know much about cooking or you know mixing uh, ingredients and and flavor profiles and all that, but on paper I wouldn't think oh hibiscus and cinnamon, of course, mm-hmm. but it just it's really uh really nice um and this is the second batch they did and when i saw that they re-released it um ot and i were like well we gotta go because she didn't try the first batch and i did and i was like you're missing out it was a whole thing no it wasn't but it is just the the flavors are excellent they um, they're distinct from one another, which gives it a really good, like it's, it's a really good, like start to finish flavor. Okay. So big fan could of it. Be. I give it a four, two, five on the old, uh, untapped there. And, uh, it's, uh, hovering right around a four. It looks like it's, it's very good. And <coughs> they're actually Saturday is their one year anniversary. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember you talking about them. Yeah, they they uh, about a year ago now they opened. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, they. I don't know if you've reviewed any beers from them. I think maybe the only one I did was they did the uh, Alvin Kamara beer, the Airhead okay. beer. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I don't think uh, I I probably didn't. But they. Have grown quite a bit. I think they opened and had like six beers on tap, and now they have uh, closer to twelve. And just about everything they do, I enjoy. And and it's um, it really runs the gamut of like they have a really good just traditional Bach on right now, um, right. all the way through. They have a uh, milkshake IPA that's also very good. So they're they're kind of they're they're able to do it all and do it all well, and 
this this beer is no exception. Uh, but yes, so they're 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 turning one, and they're having a party, and they're releasing a um, barrel aged version of this, which I'm very curious about, um, because again, these are it's kind of a third flavor that I think doesn't go with the other two, but the other two work really well together. So I'm right. curious. I'm curious. There's also talk of a uh, tequila barrel aged one. And that one makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I think it'd be excellent. But I think that's not going to be released for the party a little bit further down the road. Um, but yeah, if you're in uh, New Orleans ever, uh, first off, let me know. Uh, secondly, I think that Miel is... You can hit all the breweries here pretty easily. There's not a ton. Um, but I think Miel is one that is just like... They're just doing everything right. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I enjoy everything I do. I think everyone that works over there is really great. And I know, um, the couple that owns it, um, they do a great job and they take great pride in what they do. So shout out meow. Meow. Um, I was looking, it has Himalayan pink sea salt. In mm-hmm. it. And like, I've heard that before. I just don't know what it is. So I had to look it up. I don't know. And it co- it comes from the Punjab region of modern Pakistan, mm. and has a pinkish tint to the mi- mineral and in- impurities. Um, it's used as a food additive, as table salt, but as used as as a material for cooking and food pres- pre- presentation, decorative lamps, and spa treatments. Hmm. Spa. So there you go. Is this the Himalayan <sighs> salt? They make lamps. They make Himalayan salt lamps. They're pretty cool looking. What is the benefit of this? <laughs> I didn't know, like, I guess I've heard of the salt mines. Mm-hmm. Like, places where there's, you know, a ton of salt. and But, like, can't they just make salt? Like, isn't that a thing? But I guess with the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It I being mean... called Himalayan sea salt? Yeah, I guess that that's probably a specific. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's different than your standard like um, iodized sodium. Yeah, sea s- or uh, table salt, but. I don't Anyways, know. I thought it was weird. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know Gozas all have that uh that salt in them, but. Oh, do that they? I don't really taste. Yeah, I think that they all have like some sea salt in them. Okay, I did not know that. Um, but all right, I'm glad you like it. Um, I'm drinking a Trail Day from Trogues. Um, and I kind of had a Trail Day on on Saturday. Uh, we did. Remember, I talked about last year. We did that hop dash, that 5K for Trogues. Yes. And uh, we did it again. And they it, the medals. And I think I talked about last year is like. Like, in any race you run, you get a medal, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, you know, a thing you do. But this one, it's a five-year, like, commitment where uh, there's five medals that then all kind of go together mm-hmm. um, to make a big hop-looking thing. And, then and like, each year, like, last year was Nugget. Uh, the year before was uh, – what's that? Um, uh, Sonomic or – or no, uh, Simcoe. Simcoe, yeah. 
And then this year was Citra. So yeah, nice. And like once you get all five of them, then they all go together and makes a cool little thing. So yeah, that was a fun time. Um, and Trail Day is their new, uh, is their new, newest uh, thing to come out. It's um, it's a, it's an IPA, but it's it's real. Uh, it's it's called a pale ale, but it's an IPA, um, mm-hmm. for sure. It's it's five point five. Uh, it's it's real nice and light. Uh, it doesn't have any of that that pale ale stuff that I don't like. That that um, what's what's the beginning of it when you first get it? Uh, I know the the finishes at the end. What's the thing at the beginning? Like all, a lot of pale ales have a weird for me have a weird start nose yeah maybe. uh body, anyways if body i, I guess. guess yeah and that uh, it finished it fin- it's the whole way around it, it's really good it's good. it's a it's real light um it's it's uh a little more citrusy um than some of their other um uh pale ales i suppose i like this is definitely an ipa mm-hmm. um uh but it's a um it, it's clocking in at like 5.5 and um uh yeah 5.5 has citra lotus and el dorado um it in as far as like i guess this is uh it's called trail day and uh so the Appalachian Trail, everyone's heard of it. Well, a lot of people have heard of the Appalachian Trail. If you haven't heard of it, it's, it's a trail that runs from Maine to Georgia, and it's like 2,000 and some odd miles. And, uh, you know, people hike on it, and just by happenstance, it runs within, you know, 15 miles. Actually, no, less than that, probably six miles of where I live. Hmm. And, um, and you know, that's uh, – I've been actually – doing more and more of going out and hiking or trail running on it uh nice. lately and it's been fun uh did a little bit of camping on it and stuff so and i got a i got a winter camp planned for it coming up later here i think late november so an overnight winter uh camping i haven't done a whole lot of winter camping interesting um but anyway imagine it's uh, colder yes just a bit uh, but you got to be careful because if you get too sweated up and then when you stop to like uh, make camp, yep. you can get pretty cold pretty quick. Um, so, but anyways, this is, I guess is an homage to that, the, the trail that runs near and dear to our hearts here in central PA, South central PA. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> so yeah, good beer. If you get in, in the area for Troves, come check it out. They always have a great, and really go to the brewery their selection is crazy they always have probably they probably have 10 scratches on at a time that's that awesome they're just yeah that they're putting out i mean they have all their regulars and stuff that they're putting out mm-hmm. and then they have their high-end stuff they probably have at any time and it's all their beer it's probably 30 different beers that they're putting out wow yeah and it's it, you know not all you're not going to love every one of them but everyone like you're going to find something you like in that in that mix that's what it's about Yep. So check out some trail or trail day. Yeah. Excellente. Um, I know you kind of alluded to it earlier, but is there anything else in the uh, 
the the old uh, beer world for you right <coughs> now? Well, I did last weekend. Um, did you see that Instagram post I put out on Spade of Voids thing with the uh, the two twin the twins from uh, The Shining at the end of a hallway? <laughs> uh, I think so. I'm gonna look it up real quick, but I think I did uh, see that. So like, <laughs> we went out. My wife and um, cool Steve Matt and his <laughs> wife went out, and uh, we got dinner, and then we went out. And uh, Hanover has a nice little micro brew scene, mm-hmm. um, and like a block area, there's like three micro brews. I mean, and real small ones. Mm-hmm. And we hit three of them, I think, um, and we got pretty hammered. And and <laughs> the hallway to get from one to the other, yeah. Uh, we walked in this hallway, and I see <laughs> painted on the end of this very long hallway the two girls from The Shining. Come and drink with them. us, Bradley. Forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I didn't see that, but I'm looking at it right now, and I love it. And, yeah, and so, I agree with, I assume it was you that wrote, I like and don't like this at the same time. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. <laughs> Especially at the point of time we were at, I got hammered that night. Oh, Jesus. And that was the day before, the night before we got up and ran that race. So, Ooh, a, baby. Yes. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. And we got to drink, I drank a bunch of good beers and I cannot remember any of them. Unfortunately, mm. uh, right off top of my head. So I did have a good night out uh, bar hopping, which is a, a rarity in these here parts. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm just looking at Jim in that fucking boat. Uh, <laughs> well, that's good. Yes. Um, but also, yeah, sounds scary. <laughs> the shining part. Yes. Oh, did you see the new uh the trailer for the Doctor Sleep? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it was it on uh for the Joker last night? Yes. Yes, yeah, same with me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'll uh I uh, my I will uh see it in in the interest of my my fandom of the shining. So it's got me curious enough. Oh, uh, they it had a lot of those member berries from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of uh musical cues and sight cues to have you uh Yeah. The musical the cues. Sh- yeah, exactly. Especially the musical cues were the best were part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, I mean even the um like one of the posters I saw in the lobby just was it just was red rum. It wasn't even, uh, you know, uh, Ewan McGregor or or anyone who's in it. It was just, you know, that's that's what they want to sell you on. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. The um, Shining. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious about it, willing to see it, but it's... uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. Did you see the um, it chapter two? No, I haven't. Um, um, I heard bad reviews of it. Yeah, same. Um, but again, just for 
just because I uh, saw the first one, I'll I'll check out the second one. But yeah, I heard that uh, Bill, Bill Hader was great, and it was a ra- a wasted, excellent performance. Yeah. Huh. Those happen. Yep. Uh, before we get off the beer, well, as we're getting off the beer into the movies, uh, just mm-hmm. check us out on on Untapped and check out what we're drinking and yeah. give us some cheers and some toasts. <laughs> Toast us. Uh, yeah, Untapped. What is it? Uh, shit, shit Facebook. <laughs> yeah, shit Facebook. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's talk yes. some movies. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, where, where to start? Um, I'm going to talk about two things I watched while we were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the main one, mm-hmm. I guess probably the, uh, the thing that's at the, the title head that yeah. everyone's tuning in to hear about. Yes. Um, so I watched, uh, I watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you saying you liked it. You just didn't like it quite as good as the other one. Yeah. Um, I I really liked it. And I probably don't like it as much as the first one, but I mm-hmm. like it not a whole lot less. Um, it's it's really good. Like, they have the tone of those movies really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Hall was like pretty damn good no i really liked him and um i i hope that they have space for him going forward yes i assume they will i think one of the big things that they squandered was um anyone who's familiar with spider-man uh knows that the guy in the sinister six is gonna be the villain uh yes so you know um if you go into that knowing anything about Spider-Man villains, uh, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna go for the bait and switch. Um, but even up to, up to that point, I was he's still awesome. like, like I they did such a great job of storytelling with that. Like I was like, how in the world are they gonna move on from this? Like where are they gonna go? This is perfect. And then they made the switch, and it was just it. It was a little bit. Over the top, but like mm-hmm. with a Marvel movie, I mean, you got a guy going around yeah. in a magic Spider-Man costume, so right, um, night monkey you know, costume, yes, S- sounds um, wrong, <laughs> yes, very wrong. Um, but yeah, I thought it was uh, pitch perfect. It was just mm-hmm. uh, they have the right, and he's like, he's really good at it he's gonna get out he's gonna grow out of it here shortly so it's yeah yeah um but you know they they're um, he's probably not gonna hit like a huge growth spurt or anything so no probably not he's a little englishman yeah movie magic and then and and all that you could probably probably swing it um i just i kind of reiterating what i said last time i just feel like it's lost in the wake of uh Endgame. Was that the last one? Yeah. Yeah. Um Endgame and Infinity War. They're definitely not interchangeable. Uh, uh I'd say I'd say I think I'd say the thing that hurts it is that because 
I think Captain Marvel came out and then Endgame and then Spider-Man Far From Home came out within like, what, four months of each other or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So you get these huge, like crazy movies like 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 should actually have the summer to themselves, you know, and they're, but there's such a uh, call for more movies mm-hmm. that they do. They don't get the you don't get time to like sit with them for a little bit, you know, yeah, and appreciate them because as soon as like Captain Marvel came out, you know. You know, as soon as it's getting to the end of its run in the theaters, then Endgame comes out, and then you're like, "Oh, well, you know, let's we're doing Endgame now." And then it's then when, you know, then as soon as Spider-Man: Homecoming comes, then Marvel or uh, Home or uh, Endgame is is re-releasing it to break the box office record or whatever. You know, it's just it's kind of cannibalizing itself. I mean, guys like you and me we're probably going to go watch it or see it anyway sometime, mm-hmm. maybe not go see it in the theater. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, um, I just I liked it a lot. I, I feel like it went from this big expansive, um, you know, entire Marvel universe experience to this small, um, isolated small story. um, but also it was all about you know all about life after iron man and yeah. and yeah. it just it felt like a uh kind of an underwhelming epilogue in in that regard um they didn't really i i felt like they didn't really let it breathe on its own and i know that um spider-man homecoming did have uh iron man in it and it did have civil war references in it, but I do feel like the story was not dependent on what came before it. And I do feel like a big, um, I, I feel like they were like, Hey, there's this big void now that Tony Stark's gone. Let's use that as a story arc. But that the problem is that void, um, they just kind of pointed to that void and weren't able to fill it. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but the mid credits or post credits, whatever that scene was nuts. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. That was awesome. And getting to see, uh, JK Simmons coming back. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty sweet. You know that, uh, well the whole end and like, her, like her flying on her, his shoulder, mm-hmm. that was really good filmmaking right there. Cause you felt like she was actually flying the way they were jerking back and forth and the way the camera like you know what i mean like when he was taking her through a, a swing through the yeah the city i know what you're talking about i don't i i don't remember the the technical aspects of it but i, I don't know it's i believe real. you <laughs> that's 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 good i wanted to be because there definitely are um some some swinging moments in uh the, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man that just looked like he's being yeah. lowered down on a rope. No real real regard for physics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um well good. I'm I'm glad you liked it. Yep. Um what else did I see? Uh remember I started talking about that amazing Jonathan documentary? Yes. And I got like partway through it and I was like, eh. And then I heard Anderson talking about it on the after disaster. He's like, "You got to watch it. You got to watch it." I'm like, "Fuck!" My listen, like, and I know <laughs> Damn I, listen, it. I, I listen to a lot of what he says, and I, 
I don't echo everything he says, but like I trust some of his stuff. Like whenever he says certain things, like you know, mm-hmm. this is something you need to watch. You know, like when he said about Ghost Story, I'm like, okay, or no, I think we had watched that, and then he said it was his greatest, whatever. You know, both you and I are pretty. That was nuts because that movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. He he gets, and I think I do the same thing. Um, just not about the same things, but he gets so, um, wrapped up in, and, and so in love with things. Um, yes, he falls hard for movies. Yeah. And like he falls in love tough. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, so I, not, I don't want to say that I don't value his opinion, but I definitely like he's a grain of salt guy for me. Yeah. I trust his opinion. I don't always agree with it. I okay. trust that he loves it. Yeah. Um, but I don't trust anyone that loves a ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> I get, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, but I do the same he, thing. Like there's, there's so many movies that, um, are just you you can tear them apart but i'm in love with them and 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 i think they're awesome and it's not um your introduction of logic or critiquing is not going to change my mind yeah and so i definitely don't fault him for that um Um, i can relate to it and as a matter of fact uh but anyways i i i finished watching the amazing jonathan documentary Mm -hmm. and it started out as one thing, and that's whenever I, like, 10 minutes in, I'm like, I'm not really interested in this dude. I don't really know who he is. And, like, his comedy is kind of dated. And I'm like, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to jump back into it. And I finished watching it. And it, I'm not saying it's a great documentary because it's not. It's it's fine. But it takes a twist that is pretty amazing. Um, uh, it's not, not going to blow your mind. Well, here's what happened. So this amazing Jonathan guy, he's like, he is dying. Like he, like five years ago, he was told he had one year to live. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of this, like he hired a doc, this documentary crew to follow him around. Documentary. Um, He, the documentary documentarian finds out there's another documentary crew. Wait, what? <laughs> and by the end of it, there's a total of four documentaries being made about the amazing <laughs> this Jonathan. one guy. Yes. And this and it it turns into the story actually about the guy making the documentary and not mm-hmm. so much about amazing Jonathan. And that's what actually is pretty it's interesting. I'm not saying it's great. It's mm-hmm. it's it's fine, but it I did find why it was more interesting than what, because at first I was like, whatever. And then like, it does take that turn. And we've talked about before, like you have to have that kind of thing in your documentary that any, any more, you can't just do like a talking head documentary that, right. That, you know, tells the story of, you can't be Ken Burns unless you're Ken Burns. Yeah. That's, that's true. You have to have a, a slant, I guess. Yes, or something happens to put the twist on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it he gets it, and he does it his own way, and it turns out pretty good. So, cool. uh, it's not not terrible. It's it's streaming on Hulu. Uh, did I tell you about, I watched Alita Battle Angel? I think no, I, I don't think you did. 
Uh, I did watch that. It's not terrible. It's not great. I think it's based on uh, some kind of anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a pretty big blind spot for me. Uh, directed by R- Robert Rodriguez, who I infinitely love and question his judgment all the time. Yeah, same. I, I, I'd love to hang out with that dude. Like, I'd love to. I think he's a cool dude. I just don't know what his... Uh, what he's going for um yeah explain to me what's happening here yeah uh but uh it was fine it it felt like irobot meets hunger games meets you know maze runner or young Divergent. yeah just a young yeah. adult yeah thing yeah yeah meets uh blade runner i guess did i say blade runner no but i'm right. in i'm in now yeah <laughs> not not <laughs> It's too Not late. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> too late. I'm in. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's crazy. It is crazy what the CGI is like now. Um, like I don't even. You don't like as as much as. Um, you know you can see CGI, but like you look at the Marvel movies, you don't know what's on a green screen and what isn't. Right. Like there's some stuff you know is on a green screen, but then there's other things that. That whole like most of those movies are pretty much all shot on green screen, like all of it. Yeah, yeah, and, oh and yeah. It's, and, but like you can never tell. You can't. I don't know. It's so, yeah. I'm, you you're not sure. You're never sure what you're looking at. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. So those are the movies. Other than one other one, I watched, and I watched. I rewatched a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Yeah, I got it back into South Park a little bit. I think you saw probably. Yes, I did see. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. I was playing that at work, just letting it play <laughs> and listening to. My so. goodness, how dare you! <coughs> that is offensive and inappropriate. You shouldn't be watching it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I I rewatched a bunch of stuff. Cabin in the Woods, Paranorman, Last Exorcism. Oh no, shit! I was just watching that tonight. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a little bit since I've seen it, and uh, yeah. it's I I it's awesome. I love uh, it. You forget about how much setup goes into it too. Like, yeah, there's there's a good twenty minutes there where it's all kind of laying everything out, and it in knowing what you know, everything yeah. makes sense. But like this movie, it's a movie that like. It, like demand you rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's so many little things that are so um, rewarding to go back and and keep an eye out for. Uh, and then there's also um, it is like it it really it's not like it's not a full on like slow burn, but it does it takes its time with the characters and there's there's two opposing forces at play and you get to meet all the players in in each of those camps and and get an idea for everything and um great setup and then you still by the end like they still have more surprises for you so yeah yeah it's a really fun movie um and and as uh it's one of those that like it it gets horror it understands it and it it uh, also just breaks it down and totally shits on it. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where like it breaks it down. So you have to like after that that movie, you have to redefine your genre a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, you don't want to do the paint by numbers right after. Uh, you know, you don't want to be the the movie coming out after uh, Cabin in the Woods, um, just because if if it is paint by numbers, it's going to get get lost in the uh, in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Cabin, have you have you ever seen Cabin Fever? Yes. Yeah. Is that any good? Uh, I liked it. I saw it when it came out, so I was, you know, maybe sixteen. Um, right. I always see yeah, that I, come I, up on like lists and stuff of being really good. I just never have got around to it. Yeah, it it is. It's um, is it's it's one of those that people just kind of always seem to gravitate towards. Um, in in the sense that they just like um, people always tend to to point to it because it is one of those um. You know, movies that that the uh, the objective is to make a bunch of money the first weekend, and then it kind of just like I right. like I was just alluding to, gets lost in the shuffle. Um, but it actually had had some uh, some staying power and some some actual value to it. So. Gotcha. But also, of course, I haven't seen it in a very long time, so mm-hmm. my tastes have evolved. Not change. Uh, they've changed. I'm not going to say they've gotten better. Uh, they're just different. So let's see. Um, yeah. So I I uh, was telling you beforehand. I watched the Last Exorcism, which is a uh, it's streaming on Hulu. It's a little found footage movie about a uh, pastor who um, he kind of uh, is uh, sleight of hand artist a little bit. Um, and uh, you get to go on, on his journey to him actually predictably, you know, encounters a real demon. Um, but it's it's pretty well put together. And uh, this was the second or third time I seen it. I saw it in the theaters and really liked it. And then uh, re- revisited it here a couple of days ago and um, still really enjoyed it. Um, I don't think the ending's the strongest, but it's uh, good setup, good characters. And for one probably one of my favorite found footage movies i'm not a big fan of them in general um but i do think that this was a good little uh well it it functions more as a a a fake documentary um and then you later find out that it's found footage um yeah yeah i i enjoyed this too i mean it's i i'm a sucker for those type of movies like Mm -hmm. just that whole I don't know if it's my uh, that that deep, like that part I don't talk about at parties, yeah, in front of my friends. That that deep thing that, you know, as as much of a like non-believer as I am, there's still that guilt that lives inside me that is yeah, like yeah. that. Um, whatever scares some people, you know, whether it's some kind of repressed memory or something like that, be it clowns or, you know, whatever it is. Um, that's that's the thing that kind of gets me and it always sucked me in you know whether it's you know exorcist or poltergeist or you know this movie or anything that has something to do with uh the devil but being or even the conjuring which 
wasn't a great movie. It's just it still sucked me in because I'm a sucker for exorcism. Yeah, I can't like I'm <laughs> just talking about a ghost story, but I'm I'm kind of all like um not that the last exorcism is a ghost movie, but like things like the the things that go bump in the night, the poltergeist stuff like that. Like I, I think that people think they're more commonplace than they are. Like no, I, I don't see a lot of, uh, I don't know, ghost movies. I guess, and I think yeah. that's one of the yeah. things that I loved. Um, Ot and I were just talking about the uh, the haunting of Hill House. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Did you have you seen a remake of that? Uh, the Liam Neeson. No, no. Um, the uh, we watched the Netflix series. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah um yeah. and it's just that's right yeah yeah the haunting of Hill House um it's just uh I don't know they they don't make a lot of them and they and and they make even less ones that that turn out good um but I'm just I'm always I I think it's because like ghost stories are so dependent on atmosphere. And and that's something that I kind of like sticks out to me, like atmosphere, score, stuff like that. It it I'm drawn to that. Yeah. Um. So I'm always I'm always at least interested, I guess is what I'm getting at. But uh, yeah, I I think that there's probably the the direct to DVD market would disagree with me, but I also don't think there's a ton of exorcism movies. Um, yeah. I think because The Exorcist is so well regarded, people were kind of like, instead of trying to capitalize it on it, they were like, uh, "I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I, I give up. Uh, let's let's make a slasher movie." Uh, I was thinking of The Haunting. Yeah, um, that, was, that was a remake uh, in '99. It had Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson. Mm. Lily Taylor, Bruce Dern. <laughs> Bruce Dern is the old man. Shockingly, yes. <laughs> Can't believe it. How has that guy avoided typecasting? Amazing. Hmm. Um, no, I haven't seen that. I feel like I've seen the cover art for the DVD a lot. Yes. <laughs> but I haven't seen that one. Um <laughs> I ran through uh, Halloween, Evil Dead. Um, they're both streaming on uh, that thing that I have. That's like an offshoot of Amazon Prime. Um, oh, Shutter. Shutter. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's the one. Um, yeah, I was watching Halloween late one night in uh, the the uh, John Carpenter one, and I was like, man, this POV shot in the beginning is way longer than I remember. Yeah. Um, not in a bad way, but it, it just yeah. is like, uh, especially seeing it for the umpteenth time, not mm -hmm. remembering how long you actually spend like in the eyes of the killer. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've been watching the, the Netflix series, uh, hip hop evolution is back. Um, great little like interview series kind of, uh, documenting, you know, different um, subsets of the hip-hop culture, the East Coast, West Coast, down South. Um, 
the early the first season was all about you know the the whole the originating in the Bronx and everything um but right up my alley I if I say uh hip-hop evolution and it sounds like you're interested it sounds like something you'd be interested you're right if it sounds like something you wouldn't be interested you're correct um Hmm. yeah but i also finally got around to watching the babysitter which was a netflix original from last year okay um let me double check the date on that uh could have been two years It, it feels like it's been on my list forever uh judah uh, lewis yeah it's 2017 yeah geez two years okay uh yeah so it's about um a uh kid who uh stays up past his bedtime and finds out his babysitter is part of a satanic cult oh, and nice. yeah it uh eh, it's decent premise decent enough script but it just um so this guy who directed it mcg which already a bad sign um he just goes by mcg he uh i guess he couldn't decide what he wanted to do um so there's a bunch of just different bizarre stylistic choices like almost um there's moments where like they're having a conversation and things pop up on the screen. Um, a little bit, what is it? Uh, Scott Pilgrim esque. Um, but he never really commits to that. So it feels out of place when it happens. Um, and then there's just some really just shitty camera work that I can't stand. Um, those weird, like selfie stick POV shots where it's just like you're fixed on, you have a view of the uh, person's face and they're running and it just looks like, like they're holding a GoPro to their face. I fucking hate that. That is just such amateurish shit. And I hate it every time they did it in breaking bad because breaking bad is so far above that drives me insane. Can't stand it. Um, yeah, it was, well, Mick G did that movie that I, uh, that straight to Amazon or Netflix movie. Um, the edge or rim of the world rim of the yeah rim of the world remember i talked about that a couple weeks ago or yeah i think i think that was the last episode we did you talked about it um trying to get his his stuff to i know he did like charlie's angels full throttle terminator salvation yeah yeah oh he did both charlie's angels so he's doubly underwhelming um but made a lot of money so and that's yeah. really that's what matters. It is a business, not a uh, the business of entertainment, not the business of quality. Joseph McGinty. Um, did you? Uh, I sent you that link to what is it? Moguls that podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to that at all? No, I haven't listened to that yet. There's also a um, Clash podcast uh, that's narrated by Chuck D of Public Enemy. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, I really uh, I want to get to both of those. I just um, I just told you I'm like a couple weeks behind on After Disaster. Um, I really I I need to cook more because that's when I listen to most podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't ever. 
can't win. <laughs> First podcast appearance. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Uh, yeah. So. But anyways, uh, <laughs> this is the, se- the second the second um, season of Mogul is yeah. based on uh, Two Life Crew, which nice. has a very special spot in my heart. Should have a very special uh-huh. spot in everyone's heart. I I would imagine yours especially. Um, for for uh, the other reason I'm thinking of is uh, Uncle Luke really putting it all on the line for the First Amendment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like he's not. That's not the reason I loved him. Loved him at the time. <laughs> yeah. It's why I love him now so much. But um, I loved his album covers. They were. Oh well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> as a as a thirteen year old, fourteen year old boy listening to to Live Crew, like yeah. you're you're like, oh my god, <laughs> you're like that, like we had to hide it. Like kids would get caught with it and they get in trouble. And like, who all has this album? Mm-hmm. And, like we all had like you know tape no. copies there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but I remember riding around. My buddy had a, a little cassette player, like I don't know the size of a, I don't know you know 12 inches wide by four mm. inches tall by four inches wide just and we would tape it to the front of his handlebars and we just ride our bikes around and be playing <laughs> that's awesome booty music um so you basically rack. made a peloton prototype pretty much you know what we uh we should get some kind of <laughs> yeah. royalties for that <laughs> i'd love to see a peloton uh class based on two life crew that'd be great I don't see a reason not to. I mean, yeah, the lyrics I see are about a million not, reason for them not to do that. Uh, no, the lyrics, they're not tame by today's standards, but like today's standards have caught up with them. I don't know, man. Like chilling I, at home with your you dick on hard. And, it's not a big deal anymore. <laughs> there's, there's some pretty, pretty, uh, I'm yeah. I mean, just, just the term doo doo Brown. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the first to cop that I'm not a good gauge for this because that's you know I all I do is listen to hip hop. That's one of my hobbies. So I've yes. heard a lot of crazy yes. shit. You're very desensitized and you're you know yeah. you're one of the victims of uh all this garbage that's going out. And we'll get into free speech here coming up here talking about another movie. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, I think that wraps it up for me. Uh, a lot of house hunters, um, passing, passing the time with a lot of house hunters. Love it. Crown molding, trace ceilings, whole nine, the whole nine. It's great. I'm doing a trace ceiling coming up. I think next week I'm going to do mm-hmm. a trace ceiling with crown molding in it. Yeah. Oh, so someone on house hunters would love it. Yeah. Like it would be some. It, I I don't get it. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But there will be. It's so funny when they'll see like a bunch of stuff in this house, and the thing they bring up is like, I really like um, the floors. Like I I thought that the the open layout was really great, and I love that tray ceiling. It's like that would not be third on my list. See, that's the problem with uh, new millennials. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. The like, the, the craftsmanship. No, it's not even. Uh, no, it's not even. 
like young people it's old people too like mm-hmm. there's some people that don't pay attention to like the my what i do for a living like oh i would definitely notice it i will uh well, you don't I, have to worry but i just it's funny that it, like i like the the floor out or the floor layout i love that kitchen the trace ceilings like i'd probably you know I don't know. I'd be worried about a washer dryer hookup. Uh, that's pretty high in my list. Yeah, uh, but every every place has a washer dryer. Hookup. That's true. Don't if you're looking for a house, yeah. Um, yeah as a renter, I I don't think the same. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Um. Well, now that I've belittled your work. Um, yes. But well, you don't like things- coffee, so. Yeah. Well, no. I and here's the thing. I drink it every day, and I yeah. hate it. I, like, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I see, I see Crown Molding every day, and I gotta tell you, not impressed. It's fine. Mm, not <laughs> that impressed. Yeah. No. I um, I just think it's funny the the trace ceiling thing. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple things that's coming up this mm. next week actually. Um, yes. Watchmen, which is uh. I don't know if it's a limited series or how long that series is going to go, but on HBO, Watchmen is coming out as a, a series, and I, it looks like it's going to be like twenty to thirty years after the the movie was supposed to take place, like in nineteen eighty five. Interested in watching that? That comes out on the twelfth, I think October twelfth. Um, uh, the next season of Letterkenny. Oh, so, so that'd be kind of modern ish times then. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so supposedly it's supposed to be modern times and like the aftermath of what, where, where the the Watchmen left off. Like after you know, Doctor Manhattan left, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the the events that unfolded in the end of Watchmen, and then now we're in present day and what's what the you know what the world's like. I'm sure there's going to be maybe one or two hints of social commentary. I don't know. Probably. Here and there, Watch seeing how nah. Um, uh, something that doesn't have a whole any social commentary and is stupid, but I love it anyways. Is Letterkenny season seven is coming out on Hulu? I think on the eleventh or twelfth. I think twelfth. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then uh, El Camino, yes. coming out on the eleventh. Yeah, we will be talking about that next week. I am yeah. sure. Um, yes. Yeah, you know what? It the whole with the social commentary thing. People are just tripping over themselves to, you know, fist fuck it into their stuff. Yeah, and uh, that you know, just because it's in there doesn't mean it's good, and yeah. uh, it doesn't mean that you're poignant just because you can acknowledge what's going on around you. Um, yes. And yeah, it just it's I I've been trying to be more active on on uh, Twitter with the uh, with the podcasting. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to just say what I'm going to say and get off, because if I start scrolling, I get so agitated. It's so rough out because there. it's it's all it's all individuals with this. um who've decided that they're the mouthpiece for whatever movement and uh, they're, they're telling you what you can't do. And it go, it's, 
all sides both or both sides of the aisle it's just you you can't do this you can't get offended by that you can't, it's just like you are like <laughs> your opinion means so little to so many people yeah. um but you are speaking as if it is the goddamn law and yeah. it just it in people engage it's a bunch of other people whose opinion is you know worth a weight of worth their weight and shit and it, it, arguing and it's just so fucking stupid and it's like fuck whoever made twitter man like yeah i don't think they knew what the pandora's box that they were opening but i feel like it's a big piece of it's a a big piece of <laughs> what got us to where we're at now I mean, I think it's, um, yeah, probably it is a lot of that. It's a lot of, I mean, like you could say social media in general. However, Twitter just seems to be the hangout for it. Yeah. It's, it's a little rough. There's a lot of great things. Like there's no better place to go just to see what is happening right now. Yeah. Like, and just to see, you know, you know, um, like uh, that's, Honestly, when I, when I, if I hear about, like, I mean, one of the, like, if there's like a tragedy, like a shooting or something, that's where I go just to check out, see, you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, if everybody's okay or if it's bad or, you know, whatever it is, or if, um, uh, just, it's like, cause I don't watch the news. I don't right. have a lot of alerts or whatever. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> if it wasn't for Twitter, I like, I, or you know certain podcasts that I listen to, but like those are usually a day old. Like I wouldn't be current on what's going on in the world, other than you know people talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's good for that, but also there is just a wrath of shit in like stuff that gets like trending. Like today I was looking at stuff that was trending mm-hmm. before, just like literally two hours ago, uh, just looking on what was trending, and like there was I don't know a bunch of you know of course all the Trump shit. Okay. And then all the um, uh, and, and, and there's also like stuff like people, you know, uh, saying something stupid. And then like in the last thing that was trending was like Turkey attacked Syria, <laughs> you know, and it's like, shouldn't that be at the top? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like, pretty important. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, what, where, where's our, uh, but, you know, and it's all based on clicks and views yeah. and all that shit. And like, you know, what's important to the people and like. And outrage yeah, get, it, gets clicks and views. Yeah, I suppose. It's yeah. just, yeah. It's but fucking it. good I and mean, bad. Good yeah, bad. it is. I mean, that's, that's the first well, that's place I, I go on like when I'm looking for my hot takes on Friday Night Smackdown because I'm a wrestling guy now. That's right. Um, <laughs> that's where I go. Uh, but yeah, can't wait for Friday night SmackDown. I have no oh, idea what's about to happen. Just wait till you get to the new day. The new day you're going to like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the new day. They are sweet. Dude. I'm, dudes that are pretty cool. I'm just so, I'm so lost and, and just ready to get deeper, <laughs> just yeah. further confused. Um, so funny to me. Uh, but yeah but yeah geez the shit that i see on uh i'm like i'm surgical with it now you get in i'm even um 
I'm even like making tweets and saving them to drafts just so that I can pop on, tweet it, and and not have Get to out. read anything. Yeah, it's just, and it is. It's it's everyone. Everyone annoys me. The liberal people annoy me more, and I think it's because I'm in line with them to an extent. And it's just like you are you're you realize like you're taking this too far, right? Like this was well, a good idea and then now you're <laughs> you know. Well that's the thing. Okay, so if we look at it from both sides, mm-hmm. just real quick, is this my soapbox and I'll get off of it. Yeah. It's all, all right. good. There's liberal and conservative. Right what? down the middle. One yeah. side or the other of the thing. Liberal and conservative. Right. And then there's the far right. Mm-hmm. There's also a far left. Oh yeah. That, that takes too far. So, like, it it goes both ways. So, like, mm-hmm. understand that not all conservatives. No, like, I, I'm know, not saying, I know. I'm, no, I'm not even saying to you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just like, just, just getting it in out mind there. when you're when you're when you're looking at stuff. And I, I have to do it to myself, too. When all not all conservatives are are um, are, you know, right wing, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh what oh shit um gun loving jesus fucking no not even that but like the you know just nazi right you yeah. know whatever it is the fascist right mm-hmm. and not all liberal or the commie pinko you know um <laughs> yeah you know yeah. left it's it's liberal it's just a different take on some of the views and like if you if you come down on one side like if you go on twitter Everyone on one side is extreme. Right. Everyone, every, the extreme, it goes back to what we said. The, ex, the, the outrage gets clicks. The extreme gets clicks. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is just, it's a, it's like wading through a pool of feces. Yes. It's not fun or worth it. No. Um, so now that we solved that, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to get into more of that. I oh have yeah, a feeling unfortunately. Um, but uh, for next week, we're going to both do El Camino. Yes, we're going to talk about El Camino. So if you want to get in and talk about El Camino next week, uh, watch it and let us know what you think before we record next week, or it's on you. That's all your fault. Yeah. Um, and, and email and, us your thoughts, Bruinviewpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll talk about it on the show. We'll read it. We'll read your letters on the show, and you can brag to all your friends. I did have some interaction with uh, with uh, uh, Fredo last week, and mm. uh, he watched uh, *Brightburn*. Oh, all right. What did and, he? Uh, uh, what did you think of that? You saw he, it, right? Yes, I did. I that's I think the last movie I saw in the theaters hmm. before I saw *The Joker*. Um, and uh, a movie I really liked. I liked the, I liked the premise more than I liked the movie, mm-hmm. and I just liked the fact that they were willing to go out and do that. I think he was the same boat. He was he didn't really like it that much. He he was glad they made it and there is an actual universe there that they hinted to at the end that is would I would really be be into and I think you would be as well. It's okay. like that uh Justice League Dark, not not the Justice League Dark like the magic arts, but like the you know, the Bizarro like world. What is that world? Yeah, Bizarro World. Uh, no, World 3. Three oh, World okay. 3. Earth three, I think it was, I think. 
because I think World Two is just all like the old characters, and then World Three is like the bad versions of all the uh, superheroes. I could be wrong, but I probably am. But anyways, it's <laughs> like it's it's the if superheroes you know were more human because like you know all the superheroes that we know are like infinitely good, and that is not human. Yeah, it's true. Human have gray areas. Yes. So, uh, but I had a nice little back and forth with him. It's been a while since I talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other problem with Twitter. No gray areas. That's right. (laughs) No subtlety. No, no nuance. Um, so we'll both watch an El Camino, um, for you, uh, on Hulu, right? Yes. The Orphanage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you'll be watching that. Uh, hopefully, we're getting it. We're well, we're getting in. We are in October. We're gonna yeah. be getting our our uh, our scary stuff, and I think we got something coming up. Uh, mm-hmm, we'll have mm-hmm. to see if we got it planned out. We're we got to get together on that. Yeah, yeah. I think we I, I think we can make it work still. So, yes. Yeah. Um, um, for you, yes, I have uh, Behind the Mask: The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, it's yes. from 2006. It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Um, uh, a little little indie horror movie that I love. Um, so hopefully it goes over better than Dead Snow. Yep. <laughs> no, actually, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm probably Good. gonna watch it tonight before I go to bed. All right. Unless, nice. Yeah, we get out of here. Too late, but um, yeah. So yeah that sounds like a pretty full slate mm-hmm. uh, i don't even have anything i i actually wrote down a bunch of stuff that is streaming mm-hmm. um uh some of our favorites um well uh the witch we've talked about a lot is on netflix nice uh train to basan which you talked about here recently i assigned to you yeah it's on netflix very good uh, uh green room and the cell there's four good movies on oh, netflix right now yeah i think you like the cell don't you <laughs> Come on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I do like the cell. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. Um, but yeah. Uh, I just, I don't, I stumbled upon it on IMDb, and I just have to say, I cannot wait for The Irishman. Very excited. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually am looking forward to it now because I think De Niro still has a, not his fastball, but he's got a nasty slider. Oh yeah. He, he can, he can still, uh, he can throw his, throw junk up there. He's like Greg Maddox <laughs> towards the end of his career. Yeah. He'll, he'll make, he'll make you go down looking foolish. He'll set you yeah. back down on the bench. He, he'll, he, uh, he can break your heart in the playoffs. Um. Actually, he wasn't the one. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. Greg Maddox. Those were the days when I watched way too much baseball. Um, but yeah, I just I um. I mean, De Niro, Scorsese, Pesci, and Al Pacino. Ray Romano's involved for whatever reason. Um, however, I'm into it. Um. But yeah, so that's that's coming out in November, right? That's yeah, late November. So, yeah. uh, but I just um, uh, I'm ready. I don't know. 
I have uh, it's uh, one of my coworkers at work loves. He's always um, it's nice. He he's way way ahead of me as far as like he's like oh have you seen this show? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen? Have you heard about this? Have you watched the trailer for this? Have you seen this? Like mile a minute, and he's French, so he has a you know crazy accent. Um, Let's get him on the podcast. No, <laughs> that's okay. I don't think I don't think he could focus uh, for our for our runtime. Hmm. We're we're all over the map, but we're pretty good at circling back. Just give him a baguette and a cigarette; it'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, he was like, "Oh, have you seen the trailers for The Irishman? Have you seen?" It's like, "Oh, this show is coming back." But yeah, we we started talking about The Irishman the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, I am ready." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. Anyways, um, El Camino is on Netflix. Behind the Mask is on Amazon. The Orphanage is on Hulu. There we go. We're spanning all the main platforms. Yes. Yes, we are. And uh, you're get you're gonna get Disney, the Disney one, right? Uh yeah. It. Like, I think everyone's <laughs> gonna get it, right? Everyone's gonna get it. Well, the the great thing that they're doing is they could charge more, but they're keeping it low. It sounds like that's well, but he, that's the thing. Like all they have to do, they put they've made the anticipation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like Netflix where like like it's kind of ubiquitous, but you really don't know about it. Like oh yeah, Netflix. Oh yeah, I should probably get that. You know, or you've heard about it, or you're stealing it from somebody. But like, right. as soon as this has been so anticipated, it's gonna blow up. Like it's yeah. Because Netflix be was huge. such a slow. Well, like, it's an evolving like. like yeah, it it's it's hard to even like classify it as a disruptor because it didn't really like strike down Blockbuster like a meteor, you know. Like it was, you get two discs in the mail, and now I don't know anyone who gets discs in the mail. Right. And you just you know you there's um it's on your Fire Stick or your smart TV. Um, but yeah, it is, it's something that's evolved and it was like, you can watch this and this, and now they're getting into producing content. Um, yeah. but yeah, Disney plus is able to kind of, um, stand on the shoulders of the Netflixes and Hulus and Amazon primes and, and they're and reign and supreme their with their content. <laughs> yeah. Their content is the, the thing that's going to make everyone be like, damn it. Yeah. But like you, you know, you know our, what I'm saying? We all understand the concept now. We all yeah. know like, oh, it's a streaming service. You sign up and you can watch whatever you want. Versus like, I you know I had a Blockbuster card and a Netflix subscription when yeah. I was 19 or 20. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hell, I mean, I mean, not not long before we even started this podcast, you know, it was Netflix wasn't streaming anything. You know what I mean? So it, like, it's an evolving right thing you know like i don't know what the, what's going to happen past streaming i don't know that there's anything really better than yeah i don't know um what would the next step be i mean i mean that's why that's that's why we're not going to be rich in the, you know, yeah. the next couple of years because like that's you know who figures it out he's the next or he or she sorry yeah wow <laughs> How or that them um yeah they well i i think it's just going to be more uh it's probably just it's kind of like the thing with um 
with like home entertainment systems or like record players is like you you have this base thing and then you have this like top tier setup and then yep. from there it's like a game of tweaking and in inches and yeah. like 100 more dollars here and and so i think it'll be like it'll be a tweaking of the experience instead yes. of a, a shifting of the experience well what's cool i know about playstation right now is that like for i think it's i don't know 15 months a month 15, 15 bucks a month you have access to you can pretty much stream you it's like a streaming service for games what's playstation you can, yeah exactly <laughs> I, is it anything like the nintendo switch uh it is the uh the precursor well do you hear the playstation 5 is is getting ready to come out yeah or there's a bunch ready. of the development kits leaked yes it looks weird but it's also probably not what the system's gonna look like you've got a uh stanley kubrick type beer going on right now by the way do <laughs> yeah all right someone uh um, I think two people complimented me on it today. I was like, that's weird. This is yeah. different. Yep. Most times people are like, are you going to shave anytime soon? Hmm. All right. I'm going to just run over right over there and grab a beer, but I have to take I'm, my headphones off. I'm going to do, do the same thing and I have to do the same thing. Um, so pausing. <sighs> All right. Beer time. All right. Beer time. Yeah. Dude, I, I say this every time I have this beer. Uh, and Fredo sent us one that had the same thing. The, uh, oh, the pop top. Oh, so good. You gotta, you got, if you're a new brewery, you gotta be looking at that. I've often thought that I should carry around my own little can opener mm -hmm. that you could just, you know, the rolling. Can yeah. Opener just twist. Go, yeah. Twist it around. And then you just, but there's probably some metal shavings that are going to fall into it. And then. Yeah. Then so, I have some Yeah. It's a whole thing. I mean just get your gas. tetanus shot. You should be fine. Yeah. Internal bleeding. Yeah. Tetanus. Perforated intestines. Tetanus shit. <laughs> oh my god. This is gonna be a disaster. This beer that I'm drinking I'm uh, are you sticking with your uh trail day? No, I went back to perpetual. Perpetual, yeah. I'm I'm having the uh the gummy apocalypse. Oh yeah. Uh eight point two ABV. Tastes like um I brought it to uh my coworkers um so you could try some. And and this one girl that I work with, uh, she nailed it. She's like, they're just showing off. I was like, Yeah, I think so. Because it's a really good beer. She's like, right. No, they're seriously just showing off how close they can get to inedible. I was like, uh -oh. yes, that's w gummy. It makes sense now. They taste yeah, like we Because they had that whole line of yeah. gummies, right? Yep. And this is like a, it tastes like a, a very like high potency, like gummy. And yeah, she just, it was like the lights went on like, that uh, was great. So, did you see the um, the whiskey pods that uh, Glenn Fittich is coming out with? No. So, like, it's um, yeah, Google whiskey pod or yeah, whiskey pod. Yes. Um, it's like a 
just like I don't know. <laughs> Taylor made for American drinkers is the first. <laughs> the Atlantic so whiskey pods are Taylor made for American drinkers. Great. So pretty much you just put it in your mouth and eat it. I guess I don't know if it has flavor as it goes down, but uh, like how easy would it be to OD on or like get just holy oh, shit face? Yeah, you could get alcohol poisoning for like, especially it seems like that's what it's for. I guess. Like for the people who don't like good whiskey, yeah. Like here's some good whiskey, and you can just swallow it, yeah, <laughs> without the taste. Right, like whiskey pods are one more way for Americans. To, oh, I gotta read this. One more way for Americans to hide what? Uh, dun, dun, dun. Fuck. Oh, one more way for for Americans to hide their alcohol. <laughs> Huh. Like, well, it'd be sweet to go like to a game or a concert or something like that. Throw a cup in your pocket and go in. Yeah, absolutely. Get your drink on. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I'm because you know, I I made a joke to uh, Matt when we were talking about um, going to the uh, going to the um, Saints Dallas game when he was in town. I was like, yeah, you know. It's uh, Drew Brees isn't playing, so it might be kind of cheap. Plus, I hear it's fourteen dollar beer night. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah. wow, was I wrong? Because that week it was the most expensive ticket. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. neither there here nor there. There are fucking cowboy fans everywhere, and they all suck. <laughs> it's funny how that. That's works. right. Talking right to you, Fredo. Is Fredo, I mean, I know he's in Dallas. I assume that he's a, he's a homer, which I wouldn't blame him for, you know. Based on a sample of one, as soon as you go to another city, you automatically root for the team you're in that town of, so. Yeah, yeah. I assume you're talking about Matt and the Jets. Yep. <laughs> go Saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, it is um, – it is infectious, and I love it, and I am, I am loving. Uh, I came in at the right time too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's great. Everyone should be a Saints fan because they're nice. They are. They're Saints. Not me, um, but the, uh, you know, um. I've told this story countless times on various podcasts now, but when uh, OT's dad came into town, we went to the Bears game with him, and he was wearing Bears stuff, and everyone wanted to know where he was eating, how he was enjoying his time, if he was having fun. Um, you, that that There would be no reciprocity if you wore a Saints jersey in Soldier Field. Yeah, or let even Philly. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Or or Baltimore or Pittsburgh for that matter. Well, Pittsburgh not anymore. Maybe back in the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, it could get a little hairy. Yeah. Well, I heard, um, of course, like the um, the the Saints and Bears are playing in Chicago this year, so I know a lot of people who are actually traveling for the game because uh, it's pretty cheap to fly to Chicago from here, which is great for me. Um, but there are people like, oh, yeah, like there were like they were making fun of last time they were making fun of Katrina and like, oh, our defense is going to finish what the hurricane started. Like, all mm. right. 
That's a you know, there's a there's a fucking line. Stay classy, Chicago. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like it's the same thing with me getting agitated by people on the far left is like, hey, you know what? You took this good idea, in my opinion, and you took it too far. And you took a shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. You took a shit on it and you're shoving it down everyone's throat. <clears throat> hmm. But yeah, as uh, a fan of the city of Chicago, I was disappointed to hear that. Yes, very disheartening. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, shit. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. These whiskey pods. I'm. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, not for me. We'll go. We'll go there. I will uh, drink whiskey, and if I can't handle it, I will drink beer. I'll give it a shot. I see what I did there. Yeah, <laughs> pocket shot. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh! Super limited promotional item available in a single bar during London Cocktail Week, which ends on Sunday. Why are they talking shit about Americans? Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, you limey Clint pieces stated. of shit. Saved your ass in WW2. Oh, that's all I know. Yeah, and, and dropped your asses like a bad habit in the uh, American Revolution. That's right. Yeah. Notice we don't have any political problems over here, Brexits. Mm-hmm. You you Brexit-having motherfuckers. Right. Perfectly normal over <clears throat> here. Everything's Once we good. had a tea party, yeah. no more tea over here. Yeah. How many Starbucks do you have in London? <sighs> Probably not enough. Starbucks could always stand to make more money. Someone, I heard someone say, I can't remember where. Like you could, you could throw a tennis ball from Starbucks to Starbucks across any country in the world, probably. Oh, that would not surprise me. Um. All right, let's uh, let's get into the movie. Let's yes. Talk about yeah. Let's talk or Joker. Let's talk Joker. Um. So the particulars. First and foremost, mm-hmm. um, it it came out Friday. This is the first time in a while. I think we we mentioned this beforehand. Um, first time in a while, we're um, we're we're being really current. We're both in and early. Yeah, yeah. So this came out on the fourth. We're recording this on the ninth. Um, and obviously, we both saw it before then. So like, we're kind of a big deal. Uh, so um, Joker. Um, written and directed by Todd Phillips, um, starring Joaquin Phoenix, um, Robert De Niro, Daisy Beats, yeah, who is um, we we both loved in Domino or in yeah, Deadpool in in Deadpool, yeah, she uh, as Domino, <laughs> yeah, in Domino as Deadpool, uh, she's she's awesome, but she you know no one really we'll get into it whatever yeah um <laughs> yeah so th- so there's a handful of people in this but it really is the the joaquin phoenix show yeah i mean uh, this is i think every scene had him in it i i don't know that there was a scene that were oh, i bet you're right yeah yeah i mean this is uh, like yeah i think every scene there was no yeah everything was just uh, revolved around him Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, like the ancillary characters, whether it was his mom or <coughs> or Zazzy or De Niro or yeah. whoever it was, um, they were they all 
they were all pretty good as far as uh, those uh, supporting characters. Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, definitely. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we even need to throw this out here in Gotham City, mentally troubled comedian Arthur Fleck embarks on a downward spiral. Great album of social revolution and bloody crime. This path brings him face to face with his infamous alter ego, the Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, like, this is uh, his, Joaquin Phoenix's, what is it, his his big moment. This is his uh, chance to shine. Like, you know, he did what, Walk the Line was his last big one. Mm-hmm. And um, then he hit like I mean he was in, I think a couple movies that were supposed to blow up but just didn't yeah. really work out. Um, uh, Inherent Vice, yeah, Inherent fun. Vice, The Master. Um, yeah, not that The Master. I haven't seen it, but I I think that people really kind of gravitated more towards uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. Um, but I obviously am not speaking from experience. Uh, but yeah, this is just him getting to be uh show off i guess i don't yeah. or, or and, uh, showcase his talent rather yes, than show yes. off and and the unfortunate thing with him is that like he comes with a lot of baggage because he's one of those <laughs> quote unquote you know air quote um tortured artists right or yeah. is he or is he just a character you know is he just a performance artist he's not he's obviously not daniel day lewis yeah. you know he's not like the reserved um you know british actor that you know yeah dives into this guy is a uh, performance actor you know he did you know that whole this you know this is me or leaving me or whatever it was that movie. uh yeah i'm still here yeah i'm still here yeah. no wait is that it i think so something to that effect i guess i can look it up yeah um because there's an there's another movie and I think Joaquin Phoenix is in it that sounds weirdly like it. Um, oh, that's the one with the one with the hammer. I talked about it. What was that? That was the. Um, uh, I was sh- never really here or something that. You were never really here. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was. Yeah. He played himself in a like. That the I'm I think the I'm still here thing was like it was it's like a, a Borat total. It, it was like a, a failed experiment. Yeah. Kind of. Because it, it was, it was, I mean, it was literally perform. I mean, it was performance art. Right. He like went on, you know, uh, Letterman and did that whole weird thing and stuff. But like, I've seen interviews now with him and he's like, he's not that guy. No, but he also comes with that baggage, but his talents were on display. And whether you like, or hated this movie, you can't deny that he fucking acted his balls off. I, yeah. I mean, he really did. I mean, whether it was committing to the losing how much weight he did. Oh, he looks horrible. Now, oh, God. Yeah. It, it, it was a choice. Just emaciated. Yeah. yeah. And, Ugh. Um, and, but the commitment to the role, fuck. I mean, yeah. You, uh, he acted his balls off. So here's the thing. Like, I guess if we're going to get into it, it's mm-hmm. like I I appreciated this movie. I don't know if I liked it, though. Like, I know it was a good movie. Okay. I yeah. don't know that I really liked it. Well, I um, don't 
disagree. Uh, I think <laughs> so. I've the people that I've talked to about this. Um, I've told them it was a, a really well-made movie, really well acted. Um, the cinematography was fantastic. The, the color palette was excellent. Yeah. Um, it was a truly joyless film. There was, I laughed, I did laugh once. Mm-hmm. There was people laughing in the audience that I was starting to get pissed at. By the way, I was in the audience. Okay, so yeah. we, we talked about you getting, or you've been talking about on Mavs, getting your CPAP machine. Yeah. There was a lady sitting right behind me uh-huh. with some kind of oxygen machine. Mm-hmm. So, like, during the moments where it was, like, loud and stuff, I was fine. This <laughs> movie's pretty cool. This is a quiet movie. Yeah. So I was, here, I was hearing this. <laughs> oh, sounds like she doesn't have a re-air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. A resmed. My air. <laughs> I'm new to this. I'm new to this. Uh, uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, uh, but there, there's people laughing at parts where I don't think I was supposed to laugh. Like where he ran into the to the the glass, I laughed hmm. because it was at that point where I don't you're know if ch- I remember that. Okay, so like when the, the cops came up, he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. when he was at the hospital. Cops yeah. come up. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember. And then he yeah. like. And it's like his transformation into the point where he's like, "Fuck this place! I'm done with it. Like I'm, you know, I'm trans, I'm, I'm transforming into the Joker. We're all seeing this transformation, and he runs into the glass. Yeah, and it just, and then you're realizing, oh, it's not, can't be that quick of a transformation. And yeah, you just, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I'm a badass now. Like, eh, you're still yeah. kind of a bumbling idiot. Yeah. And and the, whenever he dropped the gun in the in the in, <laughs> when he dropped the gun in the uh, the hospital, yeah, that made me laugh mm-hmm. a lot. But there was what I hated. I wanted to punch people. I'm like, I wanted to turn around. Like, what are you guys fucking laughing at? Is when uh, the little guy was in the apartment after he went bananas on the oh, big guy. Oh yeah, and people were like laughing, and like I felt so terrible for the little guy. Like, how helpless is of uh, a feeling could that have yeah. been and like well, there I, is i mean the 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 whole locked door thing is is a funny little gag but i i don't think more uh, than a ha it's like <laughs> i guess oh, man but like i'm i'm looking at it as like as helpless as this guy is mm-hmm. look at like and i think this might have been like a point of comparison right like where you're saying you know this guy's helpless but he resorts to this right mm-hmm. where this guy's helpless and what is he supposed to do like this is a truly helpless person in this situation you know and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know it there was fuck i don't know there's a lot of you're, you're right there was there was no other than those like one or two yeah places there was very little yeah uh fun about this yeah and so what was what actually was fun and was interesting for for my viewing experience specifically i went with ot and Mm. um i and i'm sure like you uh spent had a lot of had eyes on this movie for a long time 
Um, was very excited for this movie. Started to feel like, eh, I don't know. And then started to get excited again. Then started to be like, eh, I don't know again. Um, you know, just the the whole um, the whole production cycle. Um, yeah. Watching it very closely. Uh, I knew what kind of movie I was walking into. I knew what kind of I knew the kind the end game of um, Arthur Flex story arc. Yeah. Um, Ot didn't, and she okay. actually um, she found him to be like I could hear her like oh it was like she found him to be sympathetic. Yes, up to and, a point, and I think and that I, that's I, I where. I I think the only reason I didn't was because I knew I like I I had more information than I needed going into it. Yeah. And I, and I think that that maybe detracted from it. But however, being able to watch that and understand like there's a the the reason critics like this movie is because there it's it hardly functions as a comic book movie. And it is it's it is a character study, and it is an acting masterclass, and yeah. the cinematography is great, and the score yeah. is really nice, in my opinion. Um, and the couple of actual songs, they, the uh, Frank Sinatra, Cream, um, those were just kind of smattered in there. Those were great. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, I mean, there's like there was. I don't know if he's paying homage or if he's just aping other filmmakers because, you know, I mean, it's been said to death already that it's his, you know, a modern day taxi driver. Yeah, it's it's, it's taxi know. driver and king of comedy and yep. Yep. the Joker. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's there's so many there's so many like there's a, a lot of movies like as I was watching, I can't even remember. I should have been taking notes, but the person with the CPAP machine was getting mad at me for <laughs> looking at my phone. Um <laughs> Um, it like there was a lot of movies that like, like mm-hmm. you you could you could you could uh, point fingers and say, hey, Todd Phillips, come up with your own stuff. Yeah. You but, could, yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I think wasn't Scorsese attached to this at one point, uh, or was it just him and DiCaprio were being those names were being floated around? Maybe I I actually I don't know I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, it, it has, but I think, but it's so far away from what Scorsese is now, Mm -hmm. you know, Scorsese has gone. Yeah. Like, and like that era Scorsese was like, I mean, you know, high on Coke living in right. Young, young, go hard, bad parts of New York chip on the shoulder something to prove. Yeah. Yeah. Street level violence every day is you know is the is the usual just pre-giuliani new york and looking at those movies they're rough raw ragged and just you know yeah to not as slick and clean as like even whenever it gets you get the good fellows in 94 no i'm sorry 94 90 um you can tell that like there's a there's a decade plus between you know that the 70s Scorsese mm-hmm. to the Goodfellas where everything is more like the production is better that everything is like the the dialogue is a lot more clean and slick and and not as 
like actually like really graphic and raw you know yeah um because like like some of the stuff in taxi driver is that's that's pretty rough taxi you know? driver I mean, is even, not a yeah fun taxi driver is another kind of joyless movie joy oh absolutely um yeah. uh unless you can just kind of laugh at the uh, absurdity of it all like you know what we do to ourselves and like how mm. you know what we think is right and wrong and whatever yeah. you know that's more of a like standing back and looking at society kind of thing but mm. um even saying all that like hey top fellows get your own thing i still appreciate what he did because yeah. he like you know even like with the the title card and stuff I mean that's that is like oh the title me. card was fantastic that actually like, stuck out to me really like just just Joker in big bold yellow f- o- kind of overfilling the screen even the credits going up to that right like yeah you know the cup the, it in the in that opaque um, yellow mm-hmm. you know it, um, it it reminded me a little bit of like Mean Streets or Pope of Greenwich, Pope of Greenwich Village type opening scenes like walking through the streets and seeing the title card while they're walking you know or the yeah. opening credits while they're walking with no dialogue or anything like that over top of it but just kind of like some b-roll stuff that they're they shot you know and um and i guess paying homage to the classics and yeah. of that time um and saying all that it, it had by doing that i think and this is my, like, and I've been thinking about this movie fucking, you know, a lot. Yeah. And it's not so much how much I like it because I don't, again, I don't know much I like it, but I do appreciate it because it, it actually did have a lot to say because mm-hmm. as much as like all, like, so we get a lot of people saying like, how could you make this movie? It's going to turn people that are. You know, close to going off the edge, they're gonna. Uh, it's disgusting. They're gonna stick to this character, and this is they're gonna emulate this. Or, yeah. You know, make do the things that this person wants to do, right? Yeah. I mean, to the fact, to the point where, like, I walked into theater last night, no mask. There's a sign, no mask, yeah. no face paint, no backpacks, no trench coats, no you know, no weapons, real or fake. Yeah, which <laughs> is, you know what, not. The the sad thing is that that's not an unreasonable request for a movie theater. Any any day of the week, anything you're showing, there's no. <laughs> you don't need to paint your fucking face to see Star Wars. I'm sorry. I'm glad you're excited, but let's fucking cool it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's obviously just my opinion, I guess. I, yeah, and like, but like, if you compare this movie to Taxi Driver. I think like Taxi Driver is such a more uh, visceral like this. This one is visceral and like yeah. it, it makes you like it is deep into that psyche. But I think like Travis Bickle is much more disturbed character. I I think that it's yeah. Um, I think it's funny that there, you're having this conversation, even though time and again. It has been proven by science, which I know we don't believe in anymore, that movies, comic books, video games do not make you violent. Um, and you, you're this is either paying homage or aping a movie from the seventies 
that yes, is like way, 45 years ago. Way yeah. rougher, way nastier. Um, yes. I mean, Scorsese it, it, himself, like, his, his, when he's the taxi driver, in mm-hmm. that, uh, when he's talking to De Niro. Oh, yeah. Pull that clip up. Like, the stuff he says. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that, like, I don't know what the, the ideology is or the 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 straw man argument that this is somehow different is unfucking believable. Well, in, in, even a movie like where uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Beats is in Domino's in two movies, Deadpool in this movie, right? Yeah. How much more death? How much more crazy death? But that's comical and fun. Death. Right. Right. It was like it's. um. And this is the the argument that uh, Tarantino has has brought up before. Is that he shows violence and gore, but he doesn't. Oh, I, I don't necessarily agree. If you go back and watch Kill Bill, um, no. but he's like, I it's not. I don't cut away from it, um, but it's not fun. It's not presented in a fun way. It's not like, oh, this this is a fun death. Like, yeah. Which again, Kill Bill kind of blows that argument up um but yeah the the idea that um well there's i think it's a quote from uh someone who was in the movie this is the documentary this is not yet rated um is violence is okay sex is not yeah um and not that this is this is not the exact same argument but you changed comical vi- comical gun violence to well no graphic sexy violence. violence is yeah sexy, sexy violence, violence is okay. fun violence is okay yeah yeah um but the real gritty like in your face like uh uh gasper no i'm gonna look at it irreversible yeah. right i look at that and i look at like it is fucking hard to watch but what the fuck do you think it looks like yeah yeah, like, what like do you do you think that it's cool? Do you think it's like Fortnite? Yeah, or you know, any merit of other games where you just kind of die and then are you know blasting your shotgun thirty seconds later? Yeah, yeah, it, and, and yeah, yeah. It's um. So I mean, I just insane. I just wanted to say that, like, to. To say like this is some new crazy thing that like how dare us show this in our theaters? Because what's weird is like this was only showing at one time and one time only during the day in all the theaters around me. Really? And it's not it's not too late, but it's definitely not too early. It's like seven to seven thirty to seven forty five. Okay, so on, where it was showing by me, um, it had uh the three um maybe not three D maybe it was IMAX. But I had like IMAX, digital, and then like that 4D like seat vibrating thing. Like there was, it's a it's a two hour movie. Um, there was a showing every 45 minutes between those like really? three different types of theater, just depending on what theater experience you wanted. Right. Um, and I went to an AMC. I don't know if that affects it at all. I don't know where you went. I think I went to an AMC too, but yeah, we live in we live in different kind of different places. Like we're I, yeah, I mean I'm not in a super populated area, but I'm in a dense area. Yeah, 
I mean, when they say flyover state, like Pennsylvania, like technically is the most flyed over, flew, flown over state in the in the nation. Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, I would guess like Iowa. We'll see. No, because we got we got uh, you Washington, have... Baltimore, and you get uh, yeah, in Boston, up and over New York. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, so we talked about the that kind of stuff yeah uh one of the things i thought and this is one thing that sticks out to me is that obviously this has to do like um for me anyways it had to do like mental health like what are we doing for the people mental health you know in our society right Mm -hmm. and one of the things they talked about right at the beginning is this trash you know the trash thing right right Uh, uh i i actually took in throughout the movie you see in trash bags along the road along the road just trash bags and stuff yeah I'm. I think that that was kind of a like a metaphor, or like the trash pit are standing in for what we see as our homeless pro- problem today. Yeah, because they litter the litter the streets of the big cities and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, everywhere like that's a big big problem, and I think that maybe um, like that was maybe uh maybe it's me reading into it because i think we do have a pretty big homeless problem and like everywhere you know yeah. you see in all the big cities and stuff they're uh dealing with that um but i thought that i do you see any correlation with that or no i i i definitely think that that um that's a great observation and i think that that makes total sense and i think that within the context of the movie and what they're trying to say that yeah with, that's with like the that's mental a great health. pull yeah because it, it, I mean, a lot of these these homeless people do, like I see. There's, um, I live by so many homeless camps, and there's a couple different types of homeless people, right? And but there's no, I mean, is there? Do you ever find a very well adjusted, like, but just down under locked, like, just things just haven't worked out? No, and. No, they're disenfranchised. Like, like even it, like that person might have shown up to this camp under I ten as like, you know, I, I I can't go to the shelter right now. I don't have ten bucks, but I'm gonna get it together. Um, but then you know, and and I do it in my car all the time. Um, but you know, you drive past them and you just kind of. I always just nod at them when they walk by, like holding up their sign, asking for money. And it, it just, um, you just all of a sudden, you went from being a person to being, for all intents and purposes, invisible and just trash yeah. on the street. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, because of how they were stacked up and how pristine they were in some place, like it was just kind of a, ubiquitous thing that was like there but not there and how we kind of like walk by them and do that thing yeah yeah i think that's a great i I think that's a great observation i think it's a great poll and i think that that um you know they they obviously uh made a point to talk about it and show it so yeah um so, other than that, like, what did you like it? Did you like? I mean, I guess you don't have to like a movie to like. I think I liked I, no, it. No, you don't. You don't have to enjoy it to like it. 
Yeah. This is hard, hard, like, well, I guess I, I enjoyed the performance. Like, I, 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 at there's points where I was like, you're going way too over the top. And then, and then, but by the end, I was like, you played it. Like, I'm talking about Walking Phoenix. Like, and this is really, you could, that's the thing you want to talk about, I suppose. Right. Is his performance is like, how did he go too far? Like, where, and by the end, I was like, it, it really came full circle and like, mm-hmm. you know, him getting off his meds, like the more manic he became and mm-hmm. just, um, I don't know. I, I thought he fucking nailed it. Oh, he was fantastic. And I understand why people are calling for why people are crying Oscar. Yeah. Cause like it is, um, if you're able to remove it from this, controversy this that it's fucking ridiculous i'm 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 sorry it's fucking stupid um yeah and uh, <laughs> like it, you know i i don't know i just just change joker for something else for taxi yeah. driver for i mean i don't know you might as well throw jurassic park in there that's how little sense it makes well, put it put it in a foreign language and see what happens. Well, and see, what, see right. how many yeah how many of those critics like go from like making well, it. This is a, yeah. This is this is a foreign foreigners Dub it in French. on yeah on the yeah. on the American establishment and our perversion of our ideals and how we've lost our way. Yeah. And but the thing is, it's not everyone. That's it's kind of no, like the Twitter not. thing I was saying before is like it's a bunch of loud. It's not even a bunch. It's it's loud people saying extreme things and getting attention. Um, but to get off that, like when what you were saying about like appreciating versus n- while not enjoying um, the perfect example that I can think of is uh, Requiem for a Dream. I don't yeah. wa- I don't want to watch that movie again. Is it yes. really well made? Is it really effective filmmaking? A hundred percent. Yes. Um, and that's why I don't want to watch it again. Is because it's yeah. <laughs> it's very effective, and I think that this movie is is really effective filmmaking, and I think I like it a lot. <laughs> I do too. Um, like- but again, I'm not convinced. Like I want to watch it again. I do want to watch it in the i'd I'd like to sit down kind of in the comfort of my own home and um because i felt tense the whole time Um, i couldn't take my eyes off of it and like there's very few movies where i won't look at my watch the only time i did it was like right at the end like when they were riding and Mm -hmm. stuff i was like okay we've got past the point where it's the climax this is more of you know where where it's all leading up to or you know just we've gotten past the point where that's the first time i look at my watch i'm Mm -hmm. like where are we at and you know that's the sign of a pretty good movie man because yeah um yeah because it it was engaging and like talk about a fucking slow burn like you had to sit through a lot of slow long scenes just character building and character study just really diving deep into this person's psyche and right. like there's a lot of people uh, you know and uh, if you've been listening to this show you know we do we're spoiling it but like 
like I not for one moment whenever like he was hooking up with a girl. Well, maybe mm-hmm. for one moment, one moment where they were uh, on the date and he looked back at her and she just smiled at him. Or, you know, no, it wasn't even that. It was when they were in the hospital and he, she put her hand on his shoulder. I was like, oh, maybe this is real. But for the most part, I was like, oh, no, this is all made up. Well, yeah. And and I think that I didn't think that it was necessary. I wasn't like, oh, this is made up. Um, I remember it bothering me when, like, right after the um, subway shootings, he, like, went to yeah. her house and, like, hooked up with her. I was like, what? <sighs> I was like, this is like a a young, uh, attractive girl like hooking up with a fucking like weird old loner. Like, oh, yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, but the payoff was nice. It, it the yeah. payoff the payoff made it make sense. Yeah. Um. Um. And like you could do, you they could have done that like terribly, like where it was just like weird little, and it was weird little flashbacks. It, but was, it was all a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But where I actually like fell in love with the way he pulled this character off is so he's on the set, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think, well, at least I was at the point, I was like, he's not, he's, he's planning on shooting himself, but he's not going to shoot him. He's not going to shoot himself. He's going to end up. And like, I'm thinking that and stuff where I fell in love with this character so much is when he, when he shot, De Niro or Murray mm-hmm. and and which and talk about this role just the how De Niro's head goes back and just is still and just you yeah. know what I mean it's not there's no like gasp or like yeah he's not writhing like on the floor and yeah yeah it's it's just like done but he even shot him in the face so his mother couldn't give him a always been casket funeral <laughs> um uh but after he does that, as soon as he does it, you see his legs going up and down, his feet. Yeah. And and that, at that moment, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we've been seeing that all, the whole movie. When mm-hmm. he, whenever he's getting agitated or excited, his, you know, he's yeah, like he has on a the, tick. Oh, he's on the towel. balls of his feet, on the balls of his feet and just kind of going up and down. His knees are kind of shaking and his hands mm-hmm. are like on his, on his thighs. He probably just and has like, to pee while he's podcasting. Well, probably. <laughs> Look, I can relate to Joker, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that that's where it like culminated. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was visceral and in like that little touch yeah. with him like, you know, looking around the crowd just kind of Yeah, there's a genuine attention to detail. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, the mo- the movie's wild, man. Like it really is like a I think this is a a uh, phrase that gets thrown out um at least once a year around this time of year but it really is like a fuck uh, a tour de force yeah like, i mean this is very appropriate and it's not fun it's not exciting it's not like oh every, you got to rush out and see joker definitely see it i definitely recommend it but also like with the caveat that like it's not a fun watch it's no. not an exciting like I we got out of the theater and I was like, let's go get ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt like a kid I, that needed to be comforted. What did Molly think about it? Did she enjoy it or not? Yeah, she did. Okay. Yeah. And she like um she she loves comic book movies. And comic yeah. like she she um 
I almost feel like I would see less Marvel movies if it wasn't for her. Um, and I, yeah. I, I like comic books more than I like comic book movies. Um, and, uh, but she, um, <laughs> I think I was telling someone, I was like, I feel like the only movies I see in theaters are Marvel movies. And someone was like, Oh, your girlfriend must love that. I'm like, well, it's kind of her fault. So yes, yeah. <laughs> not literally. Her fault. She, she yeah. does. She love it. Yeah, she does. I would see probably at least one less a year. Um, well, and, that, and that's one thing about this movie that at first I thought I enjoyed. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they're throwing all the Batman references, whether it's, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne or, you know, Bruce himself or or uh, or uh, Alfred, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is great times and stuff. But as I as I got out of the movie and I was driving home, I'm thinking more and more like that stuff was fluff. Didn't need to be in there. Like this is this is didn't need to be a Batman movie. Didn't no, it joke. almost seemed like someone had this script. It almost felt shoehorned in, and it fell. Um, The only thing I would say it it doesn't didn't was because we know Thomas Wayne is this rich. uh, I actually really liked that. He's a full on rapist. Yeah, he's he's a philanthropist. Uh, Great reference. First off, Um, he uh, I I like that. but and, I thought they overplayed and they could it have, too much. Well, I was going to say they could have toned it down a little bit because I find the like I I don't care for the um obnoxiously altruistic um Batman Begins Bruce or Thomas Wayne. Okay. Cuz I don't think that that person exists. Yeah. I I mean they like think about Bill Gates. You think about Bill Gates right now. Seems like a pretty yeah. cool guy. Seems like really dedicated to making the world a better place. This was a uh, a cutthroat dude. Back. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You can grow, and in, in you know, I I think that as as our culture seems to, we love redemption arcs, but we also refuse to accept that people grow and change. It's weird. Yeah, we we <laughs> like to see your Twitter history. Yeah. Which great Chappelle joke? Uh, Kevin Hart's almost a perfect person. He's four tweets away from being perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, you know, I I buy this over the top, ultra rich dude more than I buy um, the uh, the Batman Begins Thomas Wayne. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um. I, the thing that kind of was that I didn't like was the his interaction with uh, Bruce. I, like I thought that was a little that was yeah that that was a little um, maybe ham fisted. Yeah, because like, we already like, got the stock we got the stocking thing, you know, with him and the mm-hmm, with uh, mm-hmm. his girlfriend. We already got that. Like, yeah, you're a creeper. Mm-hmm. You're weird. Yeah, like we didn't need uh, an extra one of those, but. But like especially there's not a huge payoff since um I think you're supposed to be like, Oh my god, the Joker's putting his thumbs in Bruce Wayne's mouth, like although I did read a a pretty interesting thing, um that uh and it, it kind of supports everything that we've seen, um, kind of Dark Knight and Beyond with the Joker mythology of like 
Bruce Wayne and Joker are are opposite ends of the same chaos. Yeah. So. Yep. So like, like those, I um. I don't even want to say forgiving because that sounds like like I don't like them, but I I accept that I guess. I, yeah. I I take that in stride, and I like I do like, um, just as someone who loves Batman, and and the Rogues Gallery is definitely the most interesting part of the Batman yeah. universe. Like, and I, Joker sits right on the throne of that. Yeah, the Clown Prince of Crime, um, which that part, the the Clown Prince part, like there, that's not here. There's nothing fun about this guy. No. Um, he's yeah. not, yeah. Well, you know what it was, and I, and I, I know a lot of uh, comic book artists or, or um, not artists, but uh, writers have like made the Joker really dark and stuff. But like, right. I think uh, one of the things I liked a lot about uh, the, well, just the recent Joker stuff mm-hmm. has been. It is not like glamorous. It's not. Even like the Alan Moore, like the the um, um, oh shit, Killing Joke, Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. You know it as much as like it's it still glamorizes it a little bit. Where like uh, I think like now the Joker is just it's pure like rage, evil kind mm-hmm. of, and mm-hmm. like you said, just that opposite end of like. Uh, yeah, chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing that pissed me off was the goddamn pearl necklace at the end. Oh, that that was fucking. That was I, way too much. I, like I was, I, I was saw like, it. The, I saw it coming. I'm like, well, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I, I'm not kidding. Same thing. I was like, don't you fucking please no. I've I saw know. I saw enough of this in the goddamn Snyder verse. Yes. <laughs> And, and and like as much as I I like that really actually came out of left field for me. Like I didn't see that coming at all. Them coming out of the theater. I was like, Oh, well that makes total sense. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, why wouldn't I even imagine that? And mm-hmm. then they came out and it, and it was, you know, and actually made sense because yeah. you know, they're not like it's not just some random crime. It's like, hey, you're the guy that set this all off. You said the the thing. Yeah, you you made Batman, and this kind of goes in line with um, Heath Ledger's Joker, where they're kind of they're opposite sides of the same coin, which is further hammered home blatantly when they shoehorn Two Face into that movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I, I um, as like a Batman, this is what I want to be honest with you, is I want to stop, like, Marvel world building, like, I get everyone loves it, and I'm just not on the same page with everybody. I'm kind of, like, I I do enjoy it, but... Well, there's room for both, right? Give me the fucking, like, give me a bunch of standalone Batman movies. or, or, Or a small trilogy, like... Just just different cake, takes on this character that's been around and had so many iterations over 80 years. Oh, fuck. You know what you need to watch um, on that, the, the DC Universe thing? Yeah. Uh, so, 
for everyone who wasn't privy to our earlier conversation, um, which is everyone but you. Um, That's true. Uh, I I ended up getting the, the DC Universe app, which gives you access to uh, movies, comics, and all kinds of stuff from DC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, and I'm only halfway through it, but uh, the Gotham by Gaslight. Oh yeah, that's uh, Mike Magnolia. Yeah, and they did a they did a um, uh, uh, animated feature on it. Oh really? That's yes, awesome. and it yes. So check that out. Dude, I, yeah, absolutely. If we can get something like a standalone like that, that'd be tight. Yeah, I would love to see um, a movie where. Oh, Excuse Batman exists. I would love to see a Batman movie where... exists in this universe, like right. in the, yeah. the dirty, like early, like mid '80s Gotham or something like that, or early yeah. '80s Gotham. Yeah, and I mean, we just it it's it still feels pretty fresh. Um, like we did just, I feel like we just got Batman Begins. Um, it's been it's what thirteen years old now. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I am. A, a years a, a highly stylized year zero or year one would be cool yeah. um a movie where you actually like show him as the world's greatest detective would be awesome like yeah. i feel like the nolan trilogy kind of dipped their toes in it a little bit and then withdrew quickly um but like i would love to see that i i think for some reason um and I think it's because I read a lot of Batman comics. I would love a like voiceover or like an inner monologue. Yeah, like I'd like to see see that. Well, the, and film. that's the good thing about like your one and um, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, the animated movies. Like yeah. you get that, and like yeah, it's yeah. pretty damn good. Like <clears throat> as much as we love like you know the live action stuff, mm-hmm. like there's nothing wrong with enjoying those kind of stuff those kind of things and like that might be the best medium for median to do that in you know mm-hmm. with the the animated stuff so yeah i don't know and i'll tell you what i've um recently uh started rereading the uh the um batman and dracula trilogy okay I, i'd be well, down <laughs> i'd be down for a uh, red rain <laughs> movie yeah. that'd be sweet yeah for sure. Well, good news is if you get on that DC Universe, you can find that too. They did an animated one of that as well. Ah, uh, I yes. Damn. I believe. Oh, Blood Rain or something, right? Is that what it's called? That sounds familiar. I'm looking at it right now. Batman versus Dracula, uh, 2005. Oh. That's not recent at all. No. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, hmm. Yeah. Nah, I might be wrong on that then. Yeah. yeah. Well, Red Mist, Bloodstorm, and I think what, Crimson Rain. Mm-hmm. It was, that, uh, it's fun. It's uh, in. But that—that's the cool thing about when you have this like pop culture Goliath like this. Yeah. Um you can kind of pick and choose and like there were I have to be you're good yeah Badly. I know the feeling <laughs> we'll be RB all right so um 
I was kind of uh, alluding to before. I think I remember. Um, with with something like such a big property like this, you can kind of pick and choose and ape from different stories. Um, and uh, the audience, maybe depending on the audience, depending on the movie, like they have that um, prior knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then, like we saw it with this, like one of the uh, closing things was a nod to the Killing Joke, with the uh, yep. with him laughing and saying, "I was just thinking of a of a joke." Yeah. Um, which is probably when they should have cut the movie. <laughs> Um, I, I, I think guess. that would have been such a strong, like the, the rest of it was, was good, but I think that would actually, be, I, I did have a smile on my face whenever he was running back and forth. That was, it reminded me of, yeah, it reminded me of Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and I, and I think that that was good, but I also think that like, oh, I was just thinking of a joke is, is, is poignant as, yeah. as far as like bat fans go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess real quick, cause we, we're, you know, getting right back into the, the, into the saddle. Um, my final thoughts are, I thought this was a really good movie. I didn't, um, I joyless is the word that I keep using. Cause I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, I do look forward to, um, once it's on, um, DVD or whatever, I do want to watch it again. Um, but I, I think that the performance was fantastic. The directing was fantastic. And, uh, you know, the the influences, the Scorsese influences, I love it. I love those. Yeah. So. Well, and, and he pulled it off because, yeah. like, it, in lesser hands, it would have been too much and too too blatant and just been like, oh, come on, stop it. And right. I, I, I never got to that point. And, and, and looking back on it now, like, the more – because I I didn't get to see this weekend I got I saw it last night as well. Oh, nice. Uh, so, the more and more I think about it, like I said, I don't know if I liked it, but I I appreciated it, or you know, I thought I know it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I think more th- like a rewatch or, uh, I I I believe that I I think actually that I was afraid to get in his head, like I was afraid of what how like how close it how how on a thread you are between mm-hmm. you know like if if a series of things go bad like how close are you to losing your shit and like it, yeah. how how close that's how how close that is to striking home that, that that's not a thing anyways um, no i know like, what you're saying For uh sure. so like i guess maybe that's one of the things it made mm-hmm. me feel uncomfortable and like sure and that's one of the things like did you stay through the whole thing did it did you make you feel something like mm-hmm. yes and yes and like it made me feel a lot of things and like i can't say this like it is a good 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 movie yeah um yeah yeah well i mean to to uh kind of another tangential thing there was an article about like the how out of control healthcare is um the cost of healthcare is and and um it was this woman who was um she went from being a successful individual to homeless because of a couple medical bills. And that's, you know, um, considered great. And it is, it's great journalism and it's considered great journalism and it's poignant and it's telling of where we're at today in America. 
Um, but then something like this is just for some reason it's it's panned and it's you you look at that and you say like oh this is encouraging you know in it, you know incels to be violent against people and it's like, these are kind of two like this is a fictionalized they, telling but it's the but same it's also exp- it's exploring the same problem. fucking thing yeah the idea that like you're uh, and the idea in the killing joke too is like you're one bad day away. Yes. And um, I, yeah, it's just the the um, I'm glad that we got away from it um, and didn't spend too much time on on the actual like the media portrayal of it. But how fucking ridiculous! Um, it's a movie. There's going to be way more violent movies in the future. Um, I mean. All I can think about was there was the new Terminator um, trailer. I know. And uh, this Eminem has a uh, line, I, I think, in the Slim Shady LP about um, there's this Schwarzenegger movie where this guy's shooting all sorts of motherfuckers with an Uzi. And some 12-year-old kids are in the front row yelling go with their 16-year-old uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, um, and it and I'm looking at the the Rotten Tomato score, and we re- rarely do Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. uh, but it's sitting at sixty eight percent with the critics, and I don't know how you get you may not like this movie, but if you're objective, and mm-hmm. these critics are supposed to be objective, like all Rotten Tomatoes is is it a good movie or a bad movie, Do you, yes or no. Let me pull up something real quick. I know we, I, I think we're swearing up and down. I'm swearing up and down that we're done. Um, but I know that I have this on my phone, not too far out of reach. Um, and I think it's a really good summation of what might be going on right now. Oh my God. Uh, w- while you're looking it up, like, yes. did you notice? Did you notice that De Niro's face in uh, in the dressing room? His uh, yeah, his almost like um, uh, uh, Nicholson esque smile, where his cheeks are way up and his smile is like overdone. Oh no, I didn't. Um, that's funny. Uh, uh, it's it's like a, a the background for uh, the the dressing room like it's like his face is on a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Um. What I'm looking for is a quote from one of the South Park creators. Um. Maybe. No, it's not Matt Stone. It is Trey Parker. Parker. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Stone doesn't do shit. Trey Parker's <laughs> the genius behind that. Oh, uh, that show is so fucking nuts. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm back on season... I was back on season 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like... And all the shit they're talking about, like... It's... Like, some of the stuff is like... Uh, well, uh, well, yeah. I don't need to talk about it. Oh, yeah. It's just... It's so prophetic. Those guys are so smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've kind of seen over and over again, uh, the, uh, um, 
you know, good comedy writing. Like people always point to the Simpsons and the things that they've, uh, uh, the things that they have, uh, kind of predicted quote unquote. Um, some people can just, some people just have that vision. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I couldn't find it, but what he said was essentially like, um, he's, he pictures critics in jail and they have to say a certain thing so that they can get the clicks and sell. And it might not be what they feel, but it's what they need to say to keep their job. Hmm. And that's a really poor um, paraphrasing of it. But I think it's true. I, I think that um, it, it's like there's this certain level of wokeness in politics that have permeated and through all facets of our life. Yeah. Um, even ones where they don't belong where you can't just appreciate a filmmaker for being a filmmaker. It has to be like, well, is the lead a white male? And is there a strong, put the, yeah, the, the right, the right message. Is it coming across? Like the right message is coming across is that the, there's, I mean, or no, are they putting out the message of the day? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anywhere is it encouraging anything that, this the transformation of Arthur Fleck in no way is that a good thing or anything that's being encouraged but it is the idea that um we're being uh I don't know I'm I'm losing myself and I'm looking at what you sent me oh, yeah you have to look at the picture yeah yeah and like oh yeah it looks just like the pinned up oh, yeah that's great that's awesome yeah um you know, we we have to look at everything through the lens of right now, right yeah. this moment, when this? movies exist forever. Yeah. So. Yep. So is it going to be something we're talking about a long time from now, or is it like, are we going to be talking about? Yeah, we're not talking about anonymous anymore, or what? You know, whatever it is, like the. Right, but we can still, you know, like. Talk <laughs> about talk Jurassic about V Park. for Vendetta. Jurassic Park and uh yeah Wayne Knight he wasn't in both those movies but he was in one of them or Uh, was he Ooh, you never know who's behind that mask um but I'm sorry I'm I'm just dragging us on here so uh do you have any final thoughts on the movie uh I now talking through I really like this movie I I think same. I really pre. I appreciate this movie a lot. Yeah. Let me, let me put it that way. You, if you like movies and you mm-hmm. appreciate good, good filmmaking, this is a good, good, uh, class on filmmaking. Cause yeah. like you cannot, there's no part of this movie. You can pick apart and say, maybe, maybe the story, but mm-hmm. other than the acting, the filmography, cinematography, all that stuff, like there's, uh, not a lot you can pick apart. Oh yeah, I think I even said in the beginning, like the color palette. The color palette is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah it's. Uh, I I actually find a lot of times um, when when we get together and talk through these movies, I usually kind of I don't know if I, the conversation or if I psych myself up or if, if you you point out things that I didn't notice, like the trash thing, for example. It just I, I start to. I'm like, okay, yeah, I actually do really like this movie. It's yep. Stuff. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're the first person I talked about it with. Yeah, I've kind of, I, I've 
texted a few people about it who were a friend of mine was like, oh, I'm going to see Joker tonight if you want to go. And I saw it yesterday. How was it? It was really good, but it's joyless. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Bruinview Pod on Twitter, at Gmail, on Untapped. Uh, Brad, thank you. It's good to be back. Yes, good seeing you. And thank you guys for tuning in again. Mm-hmm. And any new listeners that want to hear the, if they've stuck around this yeah. long, uh, we do this. We do a this a time to time where yeah. you know it's hard. I mean, uh, if we were if we were the Water and View podcast, we'd probably be a little shorter. Yes, but you know how it is. I think yep. anyone who drinks has ran their mouth a time or two. Yep, and by the end, they just want to curl up into a big ball and just die yeah or throw their CPAP machine on which is what I'm gonna do it's awesome I'm I'm actually gonna hop in the car go to AMC with my CPAP machine and see see, it's so loud catch a flick especially in the quality quiet it's like (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the CPAP is just definitely a breathing machine yeah felt bad for him yeah and fuck the smoking in that movie Oh yeah, kind of refreshing to see smoking in the movie again. It's it really stood out to me just how frequently it was. Yeah, because like people who smoke, that's how much they smoke. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's not like one cigarette like right after a big job. Mm -hmm. That was great. No, it's yeah, it's while you're masturbating or whatever you're doing. Hell yeah. Uh, what? Um, yeah, it 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 was good, and uh, it's funny because. It's usually, I feel like a lot of times it's the cool guy smoking. Yeah. And they never tried to make this guy a cool guy. I think no. they tried to make him sympathetic in the beginning just to show you how much of a monster Fuck. he would become. They were, making him, they were making him sympathetic right up to the very end. Like, honestly. Like, I still had feelings. Like, I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, right, even when he was arrested. It's like, good. It's manipulation. Like yeah, that's man. it's good filmmaking. Because no one is black and white. No one is. No mm-hmm. one's pure evil. Even the Joker. Yeah. And that's what I think this movie tried to do. Yeah. Is show you that the Joker even the Joker is not pure evil. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what people have a problem with. Like, no, no. The bad guys aren't always totally bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Thanos was right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Make your money with a student. Uh...